Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining me today. I'm Jerry Savelle. Welcome to our broadcast. Last week, we began a new program, a new lesson, rather, and we called it, God Wants You to Live a Normal Lifestyle. Let me define to you normal, conforming to a certain standard. Now, there are only two standards that you can conform to. That is the world standard or God's standard. Now, if you live by the world standard, you're going to live beneath your, your covenant rights. God has a better way of living, abundant life, life better than you ever imagined. But it's important that you renew your mind to His Word. Romans chapter 12 says, don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And you begin this process called the renewing of your mind. Learn how to live life according to God's standard. I'm telling you, life will be better than you've ever imagined. Now, I'm going to take you back into the service here at our church, Heritage Faith Christian Center, where I was teaching on this subject. And I want you to watch very closely. And then when it's over, I'll be back with some closing remarks. Get ready now. This is an exciting lesson. It's life-changing. Now, since we're instructed to not be conformed to the world standard, but be transformed by the renewing of our minds so that we can live according to God's standard, then let's take a look from the Bible, which is our model of what normal living is from God's viewpoint. Let's go to Genesis chapter 1. I think there's some show on television now called The New Normal. Is that right? Don't watch it. I've never watched it, but I've heard the title, A New Normal or something. Uh, is it, isn't that what it is? And it, it's an alternate lifestyle. But they're calling that normal now. That's normal. See how messed up the world is? I'd rather go see the old normal. God introduced it way back in Genesis. <laughs> this is the old normal, which is still the normal for God. All these years later, hallelujah. So what is a normal lifestyle from God's viewpoint? Genesis chapter 1, verse 27, or verse 26 rather. Let us make man... In our image, after our likeness, and let them have dominion. <clears throat> the New Living Translation says, Let us make human beings in our image to be like us and let them reign. To be like God, in God's viewpoint, is being normal. To reign in life, <clears throat> according to God's viewpoint, is living a normal lifestyle. Hallelujah. The dictionary defines reign as to possess royal authority, to exercise sovereign power, to rule, to have dominion, and to have influence. And so when God said, let us make human beings like us and let them reign. He's saying normal for a human being when he created them 
was to have royal authority, sovereign power to rule, to have dominion, and to have influence. That's just normal living. <clears throat> and for most Christians today, to live like that would be rare. Amen? In fact, Jesus came living like that. And the people said, what manner of man is this? He just living normal according to God's viewpoint. But people that live by the world standard couldn't understand it and said, what kind of person is this? That's what they ought to be saying about us. What kind of people are you? <clears throat> what kind of man is this? Even his own disciples said, what manner of man is this? Even the storm obey him. In the mind of God, that's just normal. <clears throat> that's reigning. That's ruling. That's having royal authority. That's having sovereign power. Hallelujah. That's just normal. From God's viewpoint. Amen. Reigning in life is normal living according to God. That's the way he created man, to reign in life. Can you say amen? amen. Now, even after Adam and Eve fell, Jesus came to restore the ability <clears throat> for mankind to rule and reign. In Romans 5, 17, it says, For if by one man's offense death reigned by one, much more... They which receive abundance of grace. How many of you have received abundance of grace? Yeah. And it goes on to say, and the gift of righteousness, right standing with God, <clears throat> they shall reign in life through one Jesus Christ. Amen. What is that telling us? That Jesus came to restore to mankind the ability to reign just like Adam had before sin came. Can you say amen? amen? So reigning in life in the mind of God is just normal lifestyle. It's the way every believer should live. Genesis 1.28, we're looking at God's normal. Genesis 1.28, and God blessed them. Let me say this. To reign in life in the mind of God yes. is normal. Yes. To live blessed <laughs> in the mind of God is normal. Yes. Prospering is just normal That's right. in the mind of God for His people. Yes. Living in poverty, lack, never having your needs met, that's abnormal in the mind of God. But the world has accepted it as normal and most Christians have accepted it as normal. I thought it was interesting. I looked up in the Merriam-Webster Dictionary for blessed and it said to enjoy the bliss of heaven. To enjoy the bliss of heaven. And the bliss of heaven implies total and complete happiness. Hallelujah. 
So in the mind of God, living totally and completely happy is normal lifestyle. Hallelujah. Now, obviously, people that don't live that way, they're thinking, no way. There's just no way. That's exactly what I thought sitting where you're sitting 47 years ago, listening to someone talk about these things and thinking, there's no way. You can't live that way. Why was I thinking like that? Because I had accepted the world standard as normal, final. But somebody's trying to show me another way. Didn't Jesus say, I am the way? There's another way, hallelujah. Amen? And somebody was trying to show me there is another way. But you know what? I didn't start enjoying it until I made the decision that if there is another way, I'm going to discover it, and then I'm going to live that way, praise God. Amen? It took a bold step of faith to break away from that other way of living. I'll never forget, I'd been in the ministry four years before my mom and daddy ever heard me preach. And I've got a meeting in, in Meridian, Mississippi. So I called him. I said, would you go to my meeting with me? Spend the weekend with me. They'd never heard me preach. Been in the ministry four years. They said yes. So I went over there, picked him up, got him in my car, and we drove to Meridian from Vicksburg. And to them, everything was normal. This was Jerry Jr., Bubba. You know, we're just driving over there, and it's Bubba and Mom and Dad, you know. And, and everything's just normal until we got in that first service. And, brother, when the anointing of God came on me, and I began preaching and people getting healed and set free and delivered, when we got ready to go back to the motel that night, I got in the car to drive. My dad was sitting in the front. My mother's sitting in the back. And they both just stared at me. <laughs> and finally, my dad patted me on my, on my right knee like this, my right leg. He said, it's not the boy I raised. Whoa. What happened to that boy? Whoa. I said, Dad, he's dead and gone. Wow. This is a new creation. Whoa. He said, what happened to you in there? I said, it's called the anointing. He said, I've never seen anything like that in my life. He couldn't take his eyes off of me. Amen. What happened? He saw me go from one standard to another standard. And it wasn't long they wanted it, praise God. And moved over here and I became my own parents' mentors. Or mentor, praise God. Amen. And watched their quality of life change. So the bliss of heaven, total and complete happiness... That's normal living from God's viewpoint. And Jesus came to restore that to mankind. John 10, 10, I am come that they might have life, that they might have it more abundantly. The Amplified Version says that they may have and enjoy life, have it in abundance to the full and until it overflows. And then the message translation says, better life than they ever imagined or ever dreamed. Hallelujah. That's what Jesus came to do. Restore to mankind our ability to reign and our ability to live blessed and enjoy total and complete happiness. Now, if you're not living that way, then I can attribute it, based on the Word of God, to 
at least three primary reasons. One of them being lack of knowledge. Lack of knowledge. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Hosea 4, 6. If you don't know these things, then obviously you're not going to enjoy the benefit of it. Number two, refusal to obey God's word. You know what the word says, but you won't obey it. Let me try this side of the auditorium. I didn't get much response over there. You know what the word says, but you refuse to obey it. The Bible says, if they obey and serve, Job 36, 11, they'll live their days in prosperity and their years in pleasures. If they obey and serve, you can know the word, but if you're not a doer of the word, then you're not going to enjoy this kind of lifestyle. That's the reason I don't do counseling. I'm, I'm a lousy counselor because I get right to the point and people don't want that. Brother Jerry, I've got financial problems. I don't know what to do. Are you a tither? No. Next. <laughs> this counseling session is over. Next. You know what to do, but you won't do it. Next. Amen. Lack of knowledge, refusal to obey. And then, of course, there could be evil influence. This woman that we just read about, Jesus made it very clear that she was a covenant woman, the seed or the daughter of Abraham. But it doesn't tell us how much she knew about her covenant. So I don't know if her case was lack of knowledge. We don't know how much she knew about her covenant. You know, there were religious people that didn't know much about the covenant. When Jesus said, uh, uh, you know, if you continue in my word, you'll be my disciples indeed, and you'll know the truth, and the truth will make you free. The religious people he said that to said, what do you mean free? We're Abraham's seed. We've always been free. They knew they should be free, but they weren't living free. So it could be their case was a refusal to obey the word. They got so religious that they weren't doing the word. But then in this woman's case, we do know there was a spirit behind it. And it was referred to as a spirit of infirmity. So it could be one of three reasons. Either a lack of knowledge, a refusal to be a doer of the word, or there could be a spirit behind it. But I would say that for most people, it's the first two. They don't know the word or they refuse to obey it. Okay? So, normal lifestyle to God. Reign in life, live blessed. Reign in life, live blessed. Now, let's go to the book of Deuteronomy for a moment and let's look at normal living <clears throat> from God's viewpoint. Deuteronomy chapter 28. 
And it shall come to pass, if thou shalt hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God, to observe and to do all his commandments which I command thee this day, that the Lord thy God will set thee on high above all nations of the earth. And all these blessings shall come on thee and overtake thee, if thou shalt hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God. So normal living in the mind of God is blessings coming on you and overtaking you all the time. Blessings coming on you and overtaking you all the time. Not every once in a while, not every four or five years, not just during the year of the great breaking loose, <laughs> but all the time, hallelujah. Everybody shout all the time. That's the reason I wrote that book several years ago, uh, actually just a few years ago, Every Day a Blessing Day. Every day a blessing day. Get up every day expecting blessings to come on you and overtake you. Hallelujah. Why? That's just normal living for a child of God. Blessed shall you be in the city and blessed shall you be in the field. You're either in one or the other all the time. Amen. Everywhere I go, everywhere I preach, it's either the city or it's the field. And it makes no difference where I'm at. I can be downtown New York City or I can be in a mud hut in a remote part of Africa and the blessings find me in both places. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Blessings come on me and overtake me in the city, in the field. If I'm in the field, I just stop and say, okay, blessings, I'm in the field today. Come on and overtake me, praise God. And they do. And they do. Where there is no way, God will make a way. Amen. So blessed in the city, blessed in the field. Blessed shall be the fruit of your body, the fruit of your ground, the fruit of your cattle, the increase of your kind, the flocks of your sheep. Now, I don't have any of those, but if I did, they'd be the best, most blessed sheep and cattle in Crowley, Texas. Hallelujah. I do have two dogs, and they are blessed. I tell them dogs all the time, when, when you showed up at this house, you were led by the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Nobody treats you like I treat you. They just whine and, and, and just want as close to me as they can possibly get because they know there's something on me, and it comes on them. It's called the blessing. They live in abundance. Hallelujah. They think every time I walk out the door, they get a snack, and they do. In fact, they used to wander over to the ministry, and everybody over there had snacks hidden for them. That's the most blessed dogs on the planet. Everybody got snacks for them. Amen. The Lord shall cause thine enemies that rise up against thee to be smitten before thy face. They shall come out against thee one way and flee before thee seven ways. That's just normal living in the mind of God. The Lord shall command the blessing upon thee in thy storehouses and in all that you set your hand to do. Normal living is for everything your hands touch. Wind up blessed. Put your hands out in front of you and say, these are blessed hands. Everything they touch is blessed by God. That's just normal living. And give the Lord a shout. Hallelujah. 
Amen. Bless you in the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. The Lord shall establish thee a holy people unto himself as he has sworn. If thou keep the commandments of the Lord thy God and walk in his ways, all the people of the earth shall stand in awe of you. They'll see that you're called by the name of the Lord and they'll stand in awe of you because of what God's doing in your life. Hallelujah. What manner of man are you? How's all this happening? Where are you getting all this? Hallelujah. Verse 11, And the Lord shall make thee plenteous in goods. Look at your neighbor and say, Having plenty. I'm going to say it with some spunk. Having plenty is just normal. Lack is not normal. Make thee plenteous in goods in the fruit of your body, the fruit of your cattle, the fruit of your ground, the land which the Lord swear unto thy fathers to give thee. And the Lord shall open unto thee his good treasure, the heaven to give rain unto your land in his season. And everybody say, Lord, we've had enough. Thank you very much. <laughs> and to bless all the work of your hand. And God will bless you so much, you'll finally get to the place, because this is just normal with covenant people. You'll be able to lend to many and not have to borrow. Hallelujah. That's just normal with covenant people. Hallelujah. He didn't promise it happened overnight, but if you keep renewing your mind to his standard, you will progressively get to the place where you'll be the lender and not the borrower. Hallelujah. And verse 13, the Lord shall make thee the head and not the tail, above and not beneath. That means you excel in everything you do. Hallelujah. That means your philosophy is no longer win a few, lose a few. It's win every time. Hallelujah. Can you say amen? That's all normal living in God's mind, in the view, from God's viewpoint. Normal living. And notice Jesus came that day and told that little woman, and I'm paraphrasing, lady, I am here. Because today is your great breaking loose day. And from this day forward, you're going to enjoy normal living. Hallelujah. Amen. Normal living from God's viewpoint. Your days of living in bondage are over. That's what God wants to do for every child of God. Can you say amen? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Let's lift our hands and bless the Lord. Lift your hands and bless the Lord right now. Thank you, Father. Well, wasn't that a powerful message? Didn't you enjoy it? I'm telling you, God has a plan for your life that is second to none. I'm telling you, it is a great plan, and it'll cause you to live life like you never imagined was possible. We talked about Romans chapter 12, how important it is for you to renew your mind. You do that by spending quality time in the Word by day and by night. You see, if you don't start this process called the renewing of your mind, then you're only going to know the world's standard, the world's way of living. But when you get in the Word and you meditate the Word and you renew your mind, then you begin to find out that God has a better way. And the Word will teach you 
how to live that better way. And I'm telling you, once you begin to live it, you're going to be glad that you got on God's standard and got off the world. So living life the way God ordained it, normal lifestyle according to God's viewpoint. Listen, we have some resources that also go along with this message that I know will help you begin to enjoy this wonderful life that God has prepared for you and wants you to live. So listen now to our announcer as he talks to you about these special resources that I know are going to bless your life. I'll be back in just a few moments. As for God, His way is perfect. The Word of the Lord is proven. Why settle for the average or the normal, or worse yet, depressing, when you can have the extraordinary? In the timely three-CD teaching, The Above and Beyond Lifestyle by Jerry Savelle, your eyes will be opened to the spiritual truths that enable you to break free from what is normal, surpass what is ordinary, and begin your walk in the extraordinary. Now is the time for you to overcome any limit. Don't let anything hold you back from living the above and beyond lifestyle. Increase is your covenant right. In the powerful book, Increase God's Way, you'll learn that it doesn't matter what your situation is now. God wants you to increase. See in the Bible how increase is on the mind of God and that it's His will to prosper you. Don't wait. Call or go online and request this powerful combo today. The three CD teaching, The Above and Beyond Lifestyle, and the book, Increase God's Way. Learn how to reach the exciting, extraordinary, full potential God has for you today. You know, for too long, most of God's people have lived beneath their covenant privileges. Don't let the devil deceive you into just accepting whatever the world says is the way you have to live. He's not final authority. His word's not final authority. Let the word of God be final authority in your life. And God says you can live the above and beyond life. He says that you can live the abundant life. That's what these resources are designed to do, teach you how to tap into that kind of life. You know, I was not living this above and beyond life, this normal lifestyle from God's viewpoint until 1969 when I began to hear men like Kenneth Copeland, Kenneth Hagin teach on this subject and it changed my life. I got their resources. I began to study them. And I'm telling you, it changed the way I thought, the way I acted, the way I talked, and it changed my life and I'm living far better today than I ever dreamed possible. The same thing can happen to you. That's why we put these resources together. Above and Beyond Lifestyle, three CDs. I'm telling you, the anointing of God is on these messages, and it's going to come right into your home or your office, wherever you might be watching them or listening to them, and it's going to help you greatly. And then my little book on Increase God's Way. You know, our covenant with God is a covenant of increase. When you walk in God's word and you obey his commands, then you are going to increase in every area of your life. So make sure that before you turn your television set off, you place your order for these resources. Don't delay. Do it right now. Also, connect with us in our social media with Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. I'm telling you, this is one of the ways we can continue to sow the word into your life. So connect with us and we'd be happy to be able to bless you continually instead of just once a week on this broadcast. Thank you for joining me today. We're going to begin a new lesson next week. Don't miss it. Until then, remember, your faith will overcome the world. Next week. God can do a lot in 20 years, 30 years. God can do a lot in five years. 
But you have to give yourself permission to dream. You have to realize God still wants to use you. He still has a plan for your life.